the cars. Good time roll. What a hit. It was a biggie. It'll have the nostalgia trons uh, for good or ill, uh, depending on your perspective at the time, rushing through you. Oh, uh, boy, oh, boy. Um, I never really liked the cars. I just found them plodding, and this might be difficult for me. I could pull up stumps and just play something else when I get really, really bored. I could go for a pie. The bloody cars, Grant. <laughs> Yeah, I know. I've got high tolerance. I think this is one of the better debut albums anyone ever made, myself. Get out! It's true. It's great. It rips on multiple levels. Maybe it's tainted by association with uh, the people that were listening to it when it came out the first time around. Maybe. And you were a a cooler kid. No, there was a surfy element. Was there? Yeah. Really? This is, of course, you're up in Northland where different rules apply. Yeah. (laughs) These songs used to get all get hammered on the radio. Oh God! And yeah. uh, when I was a you know nipper, but I liked them right from the start. I just thought they were an interesting sort of mix of pop, quite loud synthesizers in the back of them as well. And I reckon it's aged really well. Okay. But also, we'll struggle our way through it. You can make disdainful noises. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I will. Yeah, good man. Yeah, good man. Oh, look, I don't mind being in a minority of one. If the rest of the world really likes the cars, it can't make me like them. I just and no. I can explain why not. I wouldn't say I loved the cars forever after. Oh, I just yeah. like this first record All and right. the occasional subsequent song, but the first record is the one I reckon. Okay, just to put off having to hear any more, that album cover it just reeked of traditionalist saccharin record company crap didn't it? That model with the in the Cowering car. behind the steering wheel. With the steering oh, wheel. Oh, look at me. I'm having a good time. No, it made me think somebody was just about to have a crash. Oh, That's what I, how I always took that cover. One hand is up, as if they're sort of shielding their eyes from unco- oncoming headlights or something. He's having a jolly old time. Duck. Duck, not that I, I haven't got it in front of me to look at, but I always thought it was um, okay. it was pre-collision uh, shot and quite interesting. Oh, so, right. Yeah, it's great that we've got such different takes on these dudes. Though. I suppose they so. were um, they were close mates with various people that you probably liked a whole lot more. Like um, Rick Ocasek made, made an album with Alan Vega from Suicide, and um, the drummer in the band was the guy who played on the first Modern Lovers record, which is oh. one of my all-time favourite albums. Right. But the main dudes are Rick Ocasek and Benjamin Orr, who were both from Cleveland in Ohio, but bounced around being in various bands in Detroit and so on, and wash up finally in Boston, mm. and accumulated these other characters. They played for a while as a duo in, like, coffee house. Uh, type places and called themselves Milkwood or something like that. They were encouraged by Jonathan Richmond, who's also a Boston critter, to change their name and so on. And they had a much flashier bass player and a drummer at one stage, and they got the boot. So it had a more pared back sound, which kicked off for them, and it became a monster of a record. Like, the first three tunes on here were all massive hits in their own right, weren't they? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're just part of the canon of commercial pop in the late 70s. But that to me isn't a reason to dislike them. No. I reckon this is at the classier end of commercial pop. Like, good times roll. We should play some of the rest of that. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. I love the way this, you've got this tweaking electric guitar chugging away at the Ugh. beginning, which was almost their trademark. Yeah. On, as soon as you heard that, you knew it was them. And then a little hollow synth note keeps coming on in the intro. And then a more streamlined sort of synth 
blast in that sounds like Gary Newman or something of the day. Without I, the I, good like, bit. I finally, when all the other band members show up for the background vocals on the chorus and sing Good Times Roll. They sound like the friggin' Eagles. They sound like Queen in their pomp. Oh. They totally have those stacked Queen harmonies, which I think is just an interesting mash of proggy pop, new wave, mm. and whatever else. Anyway, let's have a listen to it, eh? I'd say plodding. Look it out. I'd say chugging amiably.
the very unimaginative Good Times Roll, which is a major hit from the Cars debut album. And rightly so. Oh. And then it slammed straight into another hit. One, two punch of the opening track. See, I think this is straight up genius as well, the next track. I reckon it's a cross between Jonathan Richmond and the Eagles, which isn't a good mix. <laughs> is that right? There are so many things to like about this tune, in my view, from the hand claps to the fizzing synths that dive into the first chorus. It sounds homemade and slick at the same time, which is quite a trick, I reckon. And the electric guitar parts in it are basically country. It plays a half-time sort of country riff over the top of it in a way that must have just seemed very weird at the time. My best friend's girl, she used to be mine. It's sort of jealousy boiled down to its essence in a way. I also think there's a really um, deliberate reference to Buddy Holly in the chorus where he goes, girl, girl, He's a bit of a pop scholar, I think, and that comes through on lots of these tunes. No, it doesn't. I reckon it does. Oh, God. Um, <laughs> he does sound a little like David Byrne in Delivery, but that doesn't help he him either. Yeah. Some tunes more than others, yeah. for sure. It made me think of Mink DeVille, Spanish Stroll. God, I love that song. Oh, yeah, there's the problem. Graham Parker in The Rumour, and their lesser-known ugly brother known as Dire Friggin' Straits. Jesus, that's harsh criticism, if yeah. you ask me. I'm I've not holding low, back. I'm low dire straight tolerance. Oh, my dear friend's girl, it's the Wiggles again. Always dancing down the street with this way blue eyes. Every new boy that you meet doesn't know the real surprise. Here she comes again.
best friend's girl. The debut album from the Cars came out in 1978. I'll see if I can make it through this hour. If you're enjoying the music at home, well, good for you. I'm enjoying it. We'll be back shortly. That's the main thing. You're tuned in. You're tuned in. To Graham Hill's Weekend Variety Wireless on Radio Live. The Cars debut well, Cars. It's just called The Cars, isn't it? It's just called The Cars, yep. It got a big rant in uh, the New York Times when it came out from this geezer called Robert Palmer, who was their main critic at the time. Yeah. And he said what they'd done that was interesting and distinctive was they had taken some important but very disparate contemporary trends, you know, like punk minimalism. No, they didn't. Labyrinthine synthesizers, guitar textures from art rock, oh. 50s rockabilly revival riffs, and the melodic terseness of power pop, he says, and mixed them into a personal appealing blend. I'm with them all the way. No. Why on earth would you call it anything near punk new wave? This is radio-friendly plodding drabness. <laughs> the synthesizers don't make neat noises. They oh, just they go, do. They, they don't. They routinely do, I reckon. Oh, the wink. Wee wee That's sampleable, what you just did. Thank you. By someone, not, oh. not I. Oh, well, yeah, pe people dug it. I just thought it was a little bit too traditional. I don't think there's much imagination happening in the songwriting. The choruses announced are as predictable as... Predictable, oh, predictable slash satisfying. No. Because sometimes you want a chorus to do what these choruses do. Okay. Sometimes you want a pop chorus to go in a place where it's just exactly how you would have bloody sung it yourself. Okay. Yeah. Benjamin Orr, he's a better songwriter than this Ocasek guy, I reckon. He, just what I needed is almost tolerable. Is, is that one of his, is it? Yeah. Yeah, well, he was the original lead singer before Rick got the role to sing most of them. Wrote lots of the guitar parts and stuff and then moved on to bass, I think. Just what I needed has got those same sort of chugging electric guitars as the other two. You know immediately who it is. I always liked the, I don't mind you coming here, wasting all my time, mm. I kind of lose my mind. It's not the perfume that you wear, it's not the ribbons in your hair, whereas obviously it clearly is. It's like one of those protesting songs where you, you know what's really going on is that the person is deeply love-struck. Great. I don't mind you coming here, wasting all my time. When you're standing oh so near I kind of lose my mind It's not the perfume that you wear It's not the ribbons in your hair
Just what I needed. A Benjamin Orr song from the debut album by The Cars. Okay, I'm not done yet. <laughs> there are too many musical cliches in it. Yeah. Just standard approach of, oh, let's go loud and then take it down. And the drummer is just predictable riffs as. Yeah. It's pop songs, isn't it? Why did anyone call them punk new wave? The New York Times thing was going that they applied a bunch of punk minimalism no. to the tunes, mm. carving stuff away, which I I would agree with. Okay. But yeah, it doesn't but they do. Like they weren't new wave at all. I mean, this, I lumped them together with Boston. Jesus, really? Yeah, that's harsh. And that's more than a feeling than I have. Yeah. <laughs> yes. The next song on here, yeah. I thought might be more up your alley because it shows. Their proximity to Devo, ah, if anyone. I wrote I mean, down Devo without decent production. An unimaginative oh, nice. chorus, but interesting. Oh, there you go. Oddball rhythm, Devo ish, very clipped, yep. and a sort of nasal vocal delivery from Rick that sounds a lot like David Byrne on this, I think. Or Mark Mothers, though, of Devo. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah.
Touch with your world might be my favourite thing on here, but geez, that's not saying much. It's the skinniest kid in fat class. Have you waded through the lyrics where he talks about being a psilocybin pony no. while someone else is a slick fandango phony, etc.? Oh. There's a bunch of magic mushrooms or something being chomped into on this song. Oh, okay. Yeah. Do you want to just hear the the next tune on the well, album? I think, yeah, well, I think we might as well play while we're playing spot the reference on some of these things. Yeah. The next song, Don't Just Stop, is full of very pervy, adolescent, teen sexual attraction. You know, your hands are soft and creamy, your mouth is wet and dreamy. But the guitar on the intro reminds me of A Forest by The Cure. Oh, yeah. And the, then the chorus, it whacks into something that could almost be XTC. Mm.
don't just stop. Uh, you see, that's one of the few songs I'd agree with you, though, where hack work is obvious. Like, the guitar solo bits in that song are really, like, hackneyed, cliched, let-the-side-down-ish sort of things. They were trumpeting traditionalism at a time when I didn't have much time for it. Yeah. I think they deeply loved infectious radio pop songs. So do yeah. I. That's why I love Motown and T-Rex. Yeah, well, I this ain't these, that. These guys are in that broad camp, I would say. Oh, God. <laughs> the mechanics of a good pop song is something they oh, understand. Oh, I'm going down to the beach to pull a wave over my head. Yeah. And while the listeners are applauding, uh, we'll, yeah. <laughs> we'll take yeah. a commercial break. All right. Yeah, OK. The Weekend Variety Wireless. We're looking at the cars from 1978. It was a huge debut as far as record sales go, and the three big singles for it are kind of imprinted on pop forever. Good Times Roll, My Best Friends, Girl. It was a cover from The Wiggles. Allegedly. And Just What I Needed. Yeah. The commercial vocal treatment, it's a bit saccharine, isn't it? Well, I remember these things pretty affectionately. They didn't offend me the first time around. Mm. I still find it mostly fairly enjoyable. In hindsight, what happens more with me is I um, compare it to other records more than I did when I just used to hear it doing its thing the first time around. Like this next song, You're All I've Got Tonight, mm. I remember when this used to get played a lot on the radio, and I was listening to it yesterday, and the pan tom-tom action at the start made me think of David Bowie, Station to Station. Again, it's one of those songs where they've laboured over the vocal harmonies so that there's a sort of thin lead vocal through most of it and then when, when the, the vocal harmonies rock up they sound like stacked up like, like Queen used to do. Yeah. It sounds like the good times roll too. Yeah. And if I was in the band and Rick Ockerset came into band practice and plugged his guitar and he said, have you got a new song, Rick? He says, yeah, I've got this, have a listen. Yeah. Um, I'd be rolling my eyes and say, oh, we've done that one. Right. Yeah. Uh, I guess he was wanting to kick a different theme around. Well, find a different ones. tune. But this one's about a relationship that's bad in many ways, but it's the only one he's got. Mm-hmm. You're all I've got tonight. It's a bit of a backhander, isn't it? Grant Smithies occupying the job description, kind of as usual, listening to the words. Thank you for doing that. No worries. Limited my grief this week in having to readdress this. I don't care if you hurt me some more.
they'd still get a f- nice big fat check, wouldn't they, from these songs? Not Benjamin Orr. He died of pancreatic cancer a few years back. Oh, right. And some of the others took off in a band called The New Cars. They should have called themselves The New Car Smell. Yeah, yeah I know. That's right. <laughs> With Todd Rundgren. What a mad combo. Mm. And as I was saying earlier, like um, Rick Ockersick, who's now like 67 or something, 69 made a record a wee while ago with Alan Vega out of Suicide that was a uh, spoken word record. Mm. So he's still beavering around doing this and that. But yeah, like you say, they'd still be getting great wadges of cash arriving for these songs they made 40 years ago. Bye Bye Love, this is another Benjamin Orr song. And I think, again, it's a bit more interesting, but such a hackneyed chorus. Again, the lyrics suggest a bit of LSD or something. That's right. what drops into that chorus that you're talking about. Yeah. I can't do this way much longer. Expect him to survive. With all this hidden innuendo, he's just waiting to arrive. It's such a wave in your night, and you're slipping into insane. finished with this Bye Bye Love atrocity. <laughs> that end with the synth, it's pretty Boston, isn't it? It is a bit Boston. Okay, we'll take our last break and when we come back, the last couple of tunes from the Cars debut album. Weekend Variety Wireless. The Cars debut, called the Cars, that famous cover, Steering Wheel, Smiling Woman. Yeah. They didn't like the cover either, by the way. Did they not? No. Nah. The guitarist Elliot Easton expressed dislike for that big grinning face, saying, man, I got tired of that cover. Oh, yeah. 
Good on him. Oh, well, Fair it was enough. the record company's idea, so this is the sort of band that just tags along with commercial interests. So very, very yeah, good. Yeah. Very good well, for de- debut albums, I suppose, you're more likely to, aren't you? Because they're probably getting some sort of break. They signed to Arista or whoever the label is. Yeah. Probably, you probably don't have enough um, weight to throw around at that point, but after this record, they certainly did because right. they'd had such massive hits and stuff off yeah, it. Yeah, true, true. They could probably call the shots a bit more. And because the next one, they got the cover designed by the geezer from the Playboy illustrator, mm-hmm. um, Candio. That cover was um, it was an illustration, wasn't it? All right. I suspect people have had enough of this album. <laughs> so we'll just give you some information about Rick Okasek. I'm kind of surprised, and yeah. this is why I'm, I'm probably completely wrong in, in uh, dismissing the cars, but they give me a friggin' headache. But Rick yeah. Okasek is just sought after as a producer, isn't he? I don't know. What's the guts? Bad Brains, guided by Voices, one of the finest pop bands in the world ever. Uh, if you go. haven't heard of them, go and get all of their records. Weezer. Wow. Wow. Nada Surf. That's a good old pile-up of interesting bands, isn't it? It is. Yeah, he's kind of rated by a lot of underground critters yeah. for reasons that obviously have escaped you down the years. Yeah, yeah whatever. I'm this so- is one of the oddest songs on here now, isn't it? Moving in stereo. This yeah. is one of those things where you're making a pop record and something more sonically experimental gets tucked away towards the end of side two. Oh, God, are you saying this is experimental? Compared to the things at the start of side one. Oh, right, yeah, true. It doesn't take much. To stand right. out, kind of, it's kind of one of those songs with an odd sort of vibe. It ducks and dives through several different sections that don't quite coalesce into a satisfying sort of whole. They've hit the Gary Newman switch on the synth again. It sounds quite different to the rest of the record, I think. Well, I think it sounds exactly. It's the same line as the song before. If you go back and have a listen to "Bye Bye Love," it's the same line. Right. And there's something I find always, always annoying. Don't write a song about the equipment you're using to write your song. (laughs) Yeah. And it's plodding. There are some plods. It's true. I'm turning you. I'm turning you. I'll have a club of two. Excellent. No, I still still will be enjoying lots of the first side, for sure. Uh, I I think I've turned you. You're closeting yourself now. No, I've turned you completely. You're out. You hate the cars. Yeah, yeah. That's right.
song is another thing that's odd, isn't it? It's like Benjamin or whoever wrote it's been listening to a bunch of classical harpsichord music and then gone and written a pop song. You know, the second bit of the chorus has is, is got more of the queenish vocals, although on this they sound almost like ELO. Right. Now, this is another one when Rick Ocasek, no, this time it's Benjamin Orr of the Guilty Party, comes, okay. comes to band practice and says, I've got a new song. Oh, play us what it is, Benjamin. And he starts up, chun, chun, chun. And the, the other members really should have been rolling their eyes again and said, we've done that. It's just what I needed too. Really? Yeah. With added faux harpsichordy action. And saccharine vocals. Disguised the fact. Saccharine vocals and the last vestige of the lead break. <laughs> Before the final fade. Yeah. But, I mean, they didn't have to worry by this point, of course, because they're well on their way to being ginormous stadium monsters. Did they ever speed up at all? For any song? Well, they got slower, didn't they? Yeah. You know that song years later, Who's Gonna Drive You Home? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Which I forgot was even them, actually. That was the cars with a different vocalist again, I think. Right. I actually don't mind that. Okay. But... uh... We might have just swapped places. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going off the cars. God, the cars are good. You're embracing them. The new car smell. (laughs) Should have been new car smell, eh? Yeah, 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 definitely. Well, the cars is nice and simple, isn't it? Mm. They had some terrible names previously. One of them was suggested by Jonathan Richmond, who told them they should call themselves Richard and the Rabbits. Richard and the Rabbits! It's all right. Someone left to form a band called His Fabulous Furniture. Oh, that's good. And and then uh, Okasek and Orr were in a band together called Captain Swing, which sounds like some dubious jazz band, doesn't it? Rick Okasek looks like he could have been one of the actual brothers from the Ramones. True. The one that looks like Howard Stern. (laughs) Yes. Funny looking fella, isn't he, with that long face? Why yeah, the long face, Rick? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Man works and walks into a bar, etc. <laughs> I'm sorry to put you through that, though, Graham. We'll try something that's more to your taste next week, or maybe not. No, I'm, I don't I'll, care. All right, I'll talk to you then. Yeah, Grant, thank you very, very much. Okay, and, mate. Uh, we'll leave you with just what I needed, too, which is otherwise known as all mixed up from the cars. <laughs>